This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you could have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. Trump versus Bubba. The president wants the NASCAR driver to apologize for the new scandal and suffer the children. Kids shot to death as violence sweeps America and the wave of unauthorized fireworks that bombarded the city. Then, temper tantrum at Costco over face masks. You want me to help you up? And death of a Broadway star. His 94-day battle with COVID-19 comes to an end. And what comedian D.L. Hughley wants all of us to know after his COVID-19 collapse. That I had been the type for Mary, that situation was uh, very devastating. And Jeffrey Epstein's ex-girlfriend inside the estate where she'd been hiding the entire time. And Bruno the Bear wandering 400 miles looking for love. On a quest to find a mate. Now, Inside Edition with Deborah Norville. Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining us. The president was on Twitter today lashing out at NASCAR's only black racer, Bubba Wallace. The president saying Wallace should apologize for claiming a noose was found in his garage. The FBI later said it was a noose, but it was being used as a garage door pull. The president says it was all a hoax. President Trump is going after NASCAR driver Bubba Wallace, asking him to apologize for what Trump calls the noose hoax. Trump launched his blistering attack on Twitter. Has Bubba Wallace apologized to all those great NASCAR drivers and officials who came to his aid, stood by his side, and were willing to sacrifice everything for him, only to find out that the whole thing was just another hoax? White House Press Secretary Kayleigh McEnany even compared Bubba Wallace to actor Jussie Smollett, who's facing criminal charges that he allegedly staged a racist attack on himself last year. Smollett insists he's innocent. Why is the president even suggesting that Mr. Wallace should apologize? Well, look, the FBI, as I noted, concluded uh, that this was not a hate crime, uh, and he believes it'd go a long way if um, Bubba came out and acknowledged that as well. This was not... Wallace was supported by fellow NASCAR drivers in a stirring display of solidarity after it was reported that the noose was found by a member of his crew. Two weeks ago, the FBI concluded it was a misunderstanding and that the noose was actually a garage door pull. It was a noose, so it wasn't directed at me, but somebody tied a noose. Today, Wallace tweeted, always deal with the hate being thrown at you with love, even when it's hate from the POTUS. NASCAR tweeted, we stand with Bubba. And today, the dog walker who was caught on video threatening to call police on a black bird watcher in Central Park six weeks ago was charged with filing a false police report. I'm going to tell them there's an African-American man threatening my life. Amy Cooper, a Wall Street executive who was fired after the incident, called 911 on Chris Cooper after he asked her to put her dog on a leash. There is an African-American man I am in Central Park 
He is recording me threatening myself and my dog. I'm being threatened by a man in the ramble. Please send the cops immediately. Today, Amy Cooper's lawyer tweeted she will be found not guilty of this misdemeanor charge. The holiday weekend was filled with violence around the country with more than 150 people wounded by gunfire and at least 13 people killed. Chicago alone counted for nearly half of those gunshot victims and among those victims, several innocent children. Almost unimaginable gun violence erupted across the nation over the holiday weekend. Chicago. 70 injured, 17 killed, including a seven-year-old girl. New York City, 50 shot, nine dead. This shocking video shows one victim being shot from a car as he walks hand in hand with his six-year-old daughter. At least six of the innocent people caught in the crossfire over the holiday were children, ranging in age from six to 14. You shot and killed a baby. Atlanta's mayor expressed outrage over the death of eight-year-old Sequoia Turner, who was killed in a shooting near the Wendy's where Rayshard Brooks died three weeks ago. You can't blame this on a police officer. You can't say that we this is about criminal justice reform. This is about some people carrying some weapons who shot up a car with an eight-year-old baby in the car. The little girl's grieving mother was overcome with emotion. We've been doing <laughs> Here in New York City, the shooting spree comes as the mayor and city council members are cutting the budget of the police department by $1 billion. The move follows a nationwide cry to defund the police. You take a look at what's happened this weekend, the amount of shootings. Imagine if there weren't cops out there. President Trump tweeted, 67 people shot in Chicago, shootings up significantly in NYC. Federal government ready, willing, and able to help if asked. The sense of lawlessness sweeping the nation was illustrated by this astonishing video of illegal fireworks across Los Angeles. America may be in the midst of a coronavirus pandemic, but you couldn't tell that in a number of places around the country. Even though 80% of the nation's fireworks displays were canceled, there were crowds of people on beaches. And on Sunday, the nation set another new record for new COVID cases for the 27th day in a row. It was a July 4th free-for-all. Health officials are expressing dismay today at all those packed holiday gatherings. Hundreds crowded together at Diamond Beach in Michigan and Minnetonka Lake in Minnesota. And check out the crowds on Fire Island in New York. No masks, no social distancing. The videos of mass gatherings over the holiday weekend are extremely alarming because they show many people packed together in tight spaces, which can be the perfect conditions for the virus to spread from one person to another. The concern is that what we're seeing now bodes really, really badly for the next few weeks and months. Even with all the scientific evidence, the mask wars raged on. I will not. This elderly woman threw a temper tantrum like a two-year-old when she was asked to put on a mask at a Costco in Oregon. She plopped down on the floor and refused to budge. And this dude is in hot water after he shoved another retiree out of an elevator in Miami. He says he was in the elevator with his wife and was just enforcing his building's two-person-per-elevator rule. Meanwhile, comedian D.L. Hughley is speaking out today about his battle with COVID-19. He tested positive after collapsing on stage in Nashville two weeks ago. Hughley, whose new book, Surrender White People, is out now. He fears he spread the virus to his radio show staff. No one, you know, fortunately that, that in, my, in my circle was, uh, 
got too terribly sick. But just knowing that, you know, that, that you have the potential to spread something like that without your knowledge is, is sobering. The Texas Medical Association today came out with a helpful color-coded risk chart. They say the activity that puts you at the lowest risk of catching COVID-19 is opening the mail. The yellow-colored moderate-risk activities include going to the beach and swimming in a public pool. And among the red-colored riskiest activities, eating at a buffet and working out at the gym. And a heartbreaking end for a Broadway star who lost his three-month battle against coronavirus. Tony-nominated star Nick Cordero passed away Sunday, leaving behind a wife and a one-year-old son and a legion of fans who were all pulling for him to pull through. As Jim Murray reports, he was only 41. Broadway actor Nick Cordero has lost his battle with COVID-19. His wife, Amanda Klutz, made the heartbreaking announcement on social media. My darling husband passed away this morning. He was surrounded in love by his family, singing and praying as he gently left this earth. My heart is broken as I cannot imagine our lives without him. The actor also leaves behind a one-year-old son named Elvis. Nick Cordero died at 11.40 a.m. Sunday here at Cedars-Sinai Medical Center in Los Angeles. He spent more than 90 days in the ICU, much of that time in a medically induced coma. He had no pre-existing conditions and he was just 41 years old. Cordero's ordeal was followed on social media as his wife kept everyone updated on his medical condition. Nick has had a bad morning. She shared this happy moment from their wedding night in 2017. And baby Elvis's first steps. Every day at 3 p.m. she went live on Instagram to sing his single, Live Your Life. Fans even posted their own videos singing the song. Cordero was nominated for a Tony in 2014 for his role in Bullets Over Broadway. Nobody's business if I do. His best friend, actor Zach Braff, is mourning the loss today, saying, The last thing he ever texted me was to look out for his wife and one-year-old son, Elvis. I promised the world they will never want for anything. Gail King shared her condolences on CBS this morning. Our hearts go out to the family. I know you all felt like I did when we got the news over the weekend. It was so, it was very tough. It was very tough to hear because we were all pulling for him. In other news, Jeffrey Epstein's former confidant, Ghislaine Maxwell, is expected to appear in Manhattan federal court later this week on charges of sex trafficking and other offenses. She spent the weekend in a New Hampshire jail just about 20 miles from the hideout where she was arrested. We've got new information on how she eluded authorities for so long. It's the million-dollar hideout where Jeffrey Epstein's confidant was captured. The house is nestled in 156 acres of dense woodland in New Hampshire. And this is where FBI agents and NYPD arrested 58-year-old socialite Ghislaine Maxwell last week. Today, she was driven to a federal detention center in Brooklyn. Maxwell bought the four-bedroom house last December for over $1 million in cash. The nearest town is Bradford, New Hampshire, and locals say she rarely, if ever, left the house. This landscaper worked on the property. It's up on a hill with great views of all around. It's well manicured. There exists a 200-year-old home 
on the same property. In a new interview, Maxwell's main accuser, Virginia Roberts, says she was allowed to listen in by phone to Maxwell's first court hearing. A very loud British woman screaming, why is this happening? How is this happening? How could this happen? And just crying her eyes out. Maxwell is accused of helping Epstein recruit, groom, and ultimately abuse victims as young as 14 years old. The FBI says she is a flight risk with $20 million spread among 15 bank accounts and holding three passports, French, British, and the USA. But famed attorney Alan Dershowitz, who once represented Jeffrey Epstein, tells Inside Edition the case against her is weak. She had the means to go anywhere. Why would she stay in the States? She may be able to win this case. The case, as it appears in the indictment, does not look particularly strong. The two sex allegations go back almost a quarter of a century. Her arrest is dialing up the pressure on Britain's Prince Andrew, who has denied claims that Maxwell arranged for him to have sex with Virginia Roberts when she was 17. Prince Andrew should be panicking at the moment uh, because Ghislaine doesn't really care about anyone else but Ghislaine. Prince Andrew canceled a trip to Spain today amid the furor over this photo. It shows Maxwell and actor Kevin Spacey cavorting on the Queen's thrones. The photo was taken during a VIP tour of Buckingham Palace, arranged by Prince Andrew in 2002. A friend of Maxwell's tells Piers Morgan she recently spoke with her while she was hiding out in New Hampshire. I was in touch with her about three and a half weeks ago, and I believe that she is a, vic uh, is a victim of Jeffrey Epstein, just like many other people were. It doesn't mean that what she did was right and she should pay for her crimes. If convicted of the charges against her, 58-year-old Maxwell could receive 35 years in prison. She's denied the allegations. Next. Cancel Hamilton? And what a direct descendant of founding father Thomas Jefferson and his slave Sally Hemings is saying today. Your great-great-great-great-great-grandfather. And Bruno the Bear, wandering 400 miles looking for love on a quest to find a mate plus we are the world for a new generation inside edition with deborah norville will be right back bike wars next inside edition how cops and protesters are using bikes in the battle for the streets then Fear of coughing and sneezing in the age of the pandemic. I'll physically jump back if someone coughs or sneezes around me. Watch the next Inside Edition. The smash Broadway musical Hamilton is now the latest target of the cancel culture. The hashtag cancel Hamilton started trending this weekend just after the musical started airing on Disney+. Megan Alexander explains why. Cancel Hamilton? Really? The Broadway smash hit came straight into our living rooms with its streaming debut on Disney+. Plus. But just as folks were enjoying the show, the hashtag Cancel Hamilton surfaced on Twitter over historical claims that the founding father was a slave trader. A vigorous debate ensued on social media, with many depicting the acclaimed musical as a victim of cancel culture. To those of you using hashtag cancel Hamilton, you need to learn to separate fact from fiction, went one tweet in defense of the musical. 
I keep seeing stuff about hashtag cancel Hamilton, just stop, goes another. In the face of ignorance and resistance. Lin-Manuel Miranda, who created the musical and plays Alexander Hamilton, says on Instagram, Hamilton is an amazing piece of art. It does glorify some problematic things. It is okay to love and support the show, but also please remember that it is not an accurate depiction of history, and you should educate yourself on the events. Thomas Jefferson is a major character in the musical, but history tells us he was also a slave owner who fathered six children with one of his slaves, Sally Hemings. Now meet Shannon Lanier, a ninth generation direct descendant of Jefferson and Hemings. The Houston-based TV host looks like the spitting image of America's third president in this side-by-side -side Smithsonian Magazine photo. So what does Shannon think about all this? For many years, I've given Jefferson a pass because he was a founding father and said, you know what, you know, he's a founding father. We're not celebrating him being a slave owner. But the truth of the matter is he founded this country on the backs of slaves, the blood, sweat and tears of slaves. Hamilton creator Lin-Manuel Miranda has apologized for not speaking earlier and more forcefully about the issue of slavery during America's earliest days. We'll be back with more Inside Edition right after this. Still to come, Bruno the Bear. Wandering 400 miles, looking for love. On a quest to find a mate. Plus, we are the world for a new generation. been looking for love in all kinds of places and has become a social media star in the process. Megan Alexander has the latest on Bruno the Bear, who traveled 400 miles just to find a mate. This black bear appears to be on a cross-country adventure looking for love. Bruno the Bear is turning into a social media phenomenon as he treks through the USA in his search for a mate. His whereabouts are being tracked every step of the way, with more than 150,000 fans on Facebook alone. They're posting photos and videos of Bruno the Bear sightings. Look at the crowd that gathered to see him in the flesh in Illinois. Here he is in Grand Mound, Iowa. And there he goes in Winfield, Missouri. There is Bruno. Bruno even got a police escort along the highway in Barrie, Illinois. So far, Bruno the Bear has traveled more than 400 miles in the good old USA. He was first spotted on May 10th in Gillingham, Wisconsin. Then he made his way into Illinois, then Iowa, back to Illinois, where he swam across the Mississippi River into Missouri, where he was last seen yesterday in a suburb of St. Louis. It could very well be that, in fact, this uh, American black bear, this boar, is on a quest to find a mate. But there's also other reasons why this creature's essentially migrating. It could be because of environmental pressures, the loss of resources, or pressures from competition could also drive a bear out. Bruno the Bear's journey came to a pause early today when, for his safety and the public's, he was humanely tranquilized by the Missouri Department of Conservation. Wherever Bruno the Bear ends up, let's hope he finds the love he was searching for. When we come back, singers around the world perform a very familiar tune. Finally today, back in the 1980s, Lionel Richie and Michael Jackson wrote We Are the World to help with the famine relief efforts in Africa. Now that song is being performed virtually by 400 singers from 57 different countries. Yeah. 
The video was posted with the message, Together We Are Stronger. Very true. That is Inside Edition for today. I'm Deborah Norville. Thank you so much for watching. Stay safe, and we'll see you again tomorrow. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to Inside Edition ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Or you can listen ad-free with Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at wondery.com survey. Have you ever wondered how to say good morning in Italian? Or what is goodbye in French? You can ask Alexa. Just say, what is happy birthday in German? Or how do you say hello in Japanese? Do you want to know how to say I love you in Spanish? Ask Alexa and start learning a new language today. John Stewart is back in the host chair at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. The Daily Show podcast has everything you need to stay on top of today's news and pop culture. You get hilarious satirical takes on entertainment, politics, sports, and more from John and the team of correspondents and contributors. The podcast also has content you can't get anywhere else, like extended interviews and a roundup of the weekly headlines. Listen to The Daily Show, Ears Edition, wherever you get your podcasts.